Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I'll be reviewing 1997's The Sixth Man. Alright guys, and welcome to the show. This week I'm going to be reviewing The Sixth Man. I do have a uh, things I watched this week. It's gonna be a pretty, uh, it's gonna be a pretty short things I watched this week because, not gonna lie, May's been pretty dry. I know all that rhymed, but <laughs> but I don't care. But um, yeah, but May's been pretty dry, man. It's like there's there hasn't there really hasn't been anything that I've been wanting to rush out and see or anything that I just like rushed out and watched. I do have I did figure out something uh that I could I could I could review. It's a television show, but I'm not gonna talk about it yet. I'm gonna talk about this this is something that that's on my that's on my uh mind that I wanted to talk about uh this week that has been big news for I wanna say the entire week. So, DC and the WB, Warner Brothers, uh, announced that they're doing a black Superman. They got Ta-Nehisi Coates to helm the black Superman. There was somebody else involved in it, and I forgot who was involved in it. But um, the big thing was, the big thing is that Ta-Nehisi Coates is doing... A black Superman, and I don't know. I don't know. Really, I'm not gonna say I don't know how to feel about this, but because I I do have some feelings about black Superman. It, for, for first of all, everybody thinks it's gonna be Michael B. Jordan that's gonna be the black Superman. I know. They've been talking about this black Superman thing for 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 a minute now. They've been talking about this black Superman thing for a minute. And and I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling it. As are a lot of people. There's a lot of people on the internet that's not that's not that's not feeling this uh, black Superman shit, and I don't blame him because I, I, I think there's somebody else involved in this uh, black Superman. It's like Ta-Nehisi Coates. I don't know if they go. I don't know. If they, <laughs> I don't know if they gonna call it Black Superman. That'd be fun. That'd be that'd be funny if they called it Black Superman. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing if they called it the Black called it just Black Superman. Hey. Black Superman. J.J. Abrams. I had to do. I had to do a little research. Sorry. J.J. Abrams is uh is also doing Black Superman. It's Ta-Nehisi Coates and uh, J.J. Abrams, and just that alone, I'm like, those are not two of the best creators. You know, I'd say J.J. Abrams has a name. You know, Ta-Nehisi Coates has a name. There's a lot of those type of people 
That's the thing. Like, there's a lot of those type of people out there where like they're just a name, and you slap their name on something, and it's just like, okay, this might be good, and then it turns out to be shit. <clears throat> Star Wars, um, <clears throat> Black Panther, um, you know, not the movie, not the movie. Like I said, but like I said, I'm not a, I'm not that much of a fan of the movie, you know, but it's not. It's not a Black Panther movie to me. I've already, I've already, uh, I've already expressed my grievances about the Black Panther movie. I'm not gonna go through that all over again. I'm talking about the Black Panther comic book. Uh, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates was writing. It's not that good. I got a couple. Of, I, I actually have a couple of issues of it, hoping it would get good because I like Black Panther. And it didn't, it didn't get any better. It's bore, it's boring as fuck. I'm just gonna say it. Tana Hots, Tana Hasi Coates' Black Panther comic book is boring as shit. Cause I remember I bought a couple of issues. Cause I remember I went to, um, God damn it, what's the book? What's the bookstore? Barnes and Nobles. I went to Barnes and Nobles. I know. I'm like, that doesn't make me a real comic book fan. I know, but uh, I should have went to like a little. I should have went to a little comic book shop and bought my comics. But you know, I'm a, uh, well, I don't give a fuck. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I went to Barnes and Nobles and I bought some comic books. Okay, and they had the black, the Tanahasi Coast Black Panther uh, comic books. I bought a couple of those. And I also bought uh, Shattered Grid, which is like the uh, Power Rangers comic book. Uh, There's like they were doing like because like they had like a mini series going on because there's a Power Rangers comic book, which is which is really goddamn good. If if you're not checking out the Power Ranger comic book, you're missing out. I know a lot of people are like the Power Rangers, they're corny, blah 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 blah. But comic books really fucking good. I don't I I can't stress enough. How good, how surprisingly good, how surprisingly good the Power Rangers comic book is. It's surprisingly good. I didn't expect it to be as good as it is, but it is. I know I'm a Power Ranger fan, and you're like, oh man, that's, that's, I was like, even a, I'm like, even a non-Power Ranger fan, a non uh, comic book reading Power Ranger fan would enjoy this comic book. Uh, guys, people that read comic books that don't like the Power Rangers would enjoy this comic book. It's that damn good. It's I'm just I'm not gonna stress it enough. It's surprisingly good. <laughs> Go check out the uh, Boom Studios. It's Boom Studios. I think it's Boom Studios that that does the comic book. It's not IDW. Uh, it's Boom Studios. Just go check out the Boom Studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic book. It's super good. They they like they go into um they go into uh storylines that you would never see on the TV show. That you would never see on the TV show. They do things. They do things in that book, and you're like, "Wow, why come they couldn't do this on a TV show?" You know, it's like it's like there's adult there's adult themes in the comic book. The, the comic book isn't silly. It's not silly. It, 
it's like there's like they go into things that you wouldn't see on that goddamn show. That's all I'm gonna say. It was like, and it's really good. It's really fucking good. But they were doing they were doing this mini series in the comic book. Uh, I think for like a year and a half called uh, Shattered Grid. And it's really good. It's like Shattered Grid is about uh, cause in the comic books there's a uh there's a evil ranger called Lord Draken, which is like kind of like a clone of Tommy. It's like it, it like it's like if uh Tommy got the White Ranger powers, but he was evil. Kind of like it was like he went from being green with evil, and now he's white with evil or something like that. The, t- the real Tommy. Still exists in the timeline, but there's an evil clone of him, and he went on to be uh, this evil kind of like hybrid White Ranger, uh, White Ranger, Green Ranger called Lord Draken, and he has Saba, the, the the talking sword, and everything. And what happened is he wants, I think, like if I'm reading this correctly, I'm trying to remember, he wants to be. The soul Power Ranger. Okay, like he doesn't want any Power Rangers around. And like he wants to he wants to have all the power of the power grid. So I, I hope I'm explaining this right. So what he does, he goes through timelines and he kills other Power Rangers. Like kills them. Kills other Power Rangers. Goes through timelines and he kills them. Like, like if you want to like, like Zeo timeline, Turbo timeline, in space timeline, Lost Galaxy, Lightspeed Rescue, like all the all the other like Power Ranger series, Time Force. You know, like he goes through all of those uh all of those timelines and he fucking kills other Power Rangers. Uh. I think he killed, like, he killed, like, the Samurai Rangers, I believe. And, like, the leader of the Samurai Rangers, who was a girl. There was a girl Red Ranger on Samurai uh, for a little bit. She goes back to, like, the main timeline, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers timeline. Because it's her, and it's uh, the leader of Time Force, Jen Scott, who is the Pink Ranger in uh, Time Force. They go back and like I think it's kind of a thing where like they kind of warn the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers about Lord Draken. They kind of team up in all of this, and they gotta stop. They gotta stop Lord Draken from killing other Power Rangers. Uh, so and one thing he does is he kills Main Universe Tommy. He stabs him right in the fucking chest, and they show it. He's Stabs him right in the goddamn chest. Like, it's graphic. It's graphic. He stabs that nigga in the chest. They show that shit. He's bleeding. It's not sparks coming out of his chest and no shit like that. He's fucking bleeding. He's bleeding to death. He's dead. They had a fucking funeral for him and everything. He's fucking dead. Tommy Oliver. And so, they there's this big storyline, Shattered Grid. And it kind of ends in kind of like this really big like Avengers Endgame type of thing where like all the Power Rangers that are left from every other universe start they team up 
with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to stop Lord Draken. It's so fucking dope. It is so goddamn dope, and I recommend it. Go check it out. Um, it, it's really fucking cool because like if like if you like Avengers Endgame, you will you will like Shattered Grid. If you liked Infinity War, you will like Shattered Grid. If you like the, the comic book Infinity War, if you like the Infinity Gauntlet comic book, you will love Shattered Grid. Uh, it's that fucking dope. And th- that's like, I, I know I went off on another tangent. I'm going off on another tangent. I was supposed to be talking about Black Superman, but <laughs> I was just talking about how good the fucking Shattered Grid comic book is. You know, but yeah, that's that's what the Power Rangers universe should be right now. You know, because they're not really getting new kids watching it. You know, they're not really getting new kids watching it. Adults don't like it because they're like, oh, that was something from my childhood that I threw away when I was like fucking 10. You know, so you know, like, so they're not getting them. And the ones that do stick around, we kind, we kind of look like weirdos, you know. You know, so like, like they really should adult they should kind of adult not get rid of like the core values of what power rangers is but they should kind of like step it up and adultify it a little bit and i hope that's what they're doing because we talked about this like a couple months ago with that guy that worked for netflix that's uh about to um that's about to like head the power rangers universe and stuff like that but that's something for another time but if you want to like if you want to check out a good ass comic book Check out the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic book. Check out the Shattered Grid miniseries that they had going on in the comic book. You will not be disappointed. But let's get back to Black Superman because I got on this tangent because I was talking about Ta-Nehisi Coates and how booty this goddamn Black Panther comic book is. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Um, so, and this is why, like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical about what he's going to do with the Superman shit and doing a black Superman. You know, because I was talking about him and J.J. Abrams. I was talking about him and J.J. Abrams doing this and I was like, dude, it's kind of... They kind of like, they just put these two like big names that are hot on this shit and you're like, ugh. Because like J.J. Abrams didn't really do good with... He started out promising with the Star Wars uh, trilogy. It didn't really end so well i'm i'm gonna say i think i like the two that he did a little bit more than i liked uh uh ryan johnson's uh movie the last jedi was he did he do the last jedi that was last jedi right because all three of those movies confuse me uh like i I confuse i'm confused about what order i think last last jedi was the second one right uh yeah i didn't really care for that one uh, Rise of Skywalker was the third one. That was the one. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker was okay. It was alright. The action scenes were good. The action scenes were good, but the story was weak. You know, they brought back they brought back fucking Lord Palpatine, and I didn't need that shit. You know, <laughs> like I really didn't. I really didn't ask for that. You know, <laughs> and then they're gonna then they're gonna shoehorn that. Spoiler alert: that Ray is uh, Palpatine's granddaughter, and all this bullshit. You know. Uh, fuck all that fuck all that noise but like i said like he didn't really do a good job jj abrams didn't really do a good job 
with the goddamn Star Wars franchise. I don't like the Star Trek movies. I'm not really a big Star Trek fan to begin with, but those movies, the kind of they're not they're not my cup of tea. Um, I never really got into. I've never really fully got into anything that J.J. Abrams has ever done. Honestly, honestly, I've never fully got into anything that J.J. Abrams has ever done. Same thing with Ta-Nehisi Coates. I've never fully got into anything that Ta-Nehisi Coates has ever done. Like he does books, he does. He, 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 they gave him Black Panther. He kind of dropped the ball on that, you know. So I'm not really expecting much from this Superman shit. I'm not really expecting much from this Superman uh, movie, especially a black Superman. Which people are like, why do we need a black Superman? You know, <laughs> people are saying they're like, why do we need a black Superman? I was like, somebody even said, somebody even said, damn DC, like y'all can't even get the white Superman right. And y'all want to do a black Superman? <laughs> you know, like, come on, you know, because like there is a, it's like there is a black Superman in the comics. His name is Kelvin Ellis, and he goes by the name of Val. He also goes by the Kryptonian name of Valzad. You know, so like there is a black Superman exists that exists, but they're not using him. They're using Clark Kent. They want to make Clark. They want to make Clark Kent black. Is what they want to do. And I'm not for that shit. At all. I'm not for it. Because. Um, because. I'm tired of. I am really am tired of all this, this race swapping. Bullshit. You know. Like if a character is. It's like if a character is originally white. Just make it white. I don't give a fuck. I really don't care. I don't need you to validate me. I don't need you to validate me by taking one of your white characters and making them black. You know, uh, because like, that's what, that, that's what they do. If it's like, I mean, like there are black characters that have took and taken the mantle of white superheroes, you know, cause, um, uh, currently you got Sam Wilson, who's Captain America. He's black, but that made sense. You know, that made sense. He's like, he, 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 he been, he been chilling with the original cap for years he'd been rocking with him for years like so like he was the if like steve rogers wanted to step down and not be captain america anymore he was the obvious choice to be captain america um you got um miles morales as spider-man that made sense i wasn't really mad at that um you had uh you had uh you got John Stewart Green Lantern. I'm not mad at that, you know, because like, but because like, he's not even like the only Green Lantern in that universe. You still got Hal Jordan. You still got uh, Kyle Rayner. You still got Guy Gardner. You know, like there's a uh, what's the other one? Jessica Cruz. You got Simon Boz. You know, there's a bunch of Green Lanterns. Like he's not the only Green Lantern out there. You know, there's a bunch of Green Lanterns. So that would make sense. But just to fucking race swap a character. Like Johnny Storm, when they did that Fantastic Four movie and they just race swapped Johnny Storm for no fucking reason, didn't make any goddamn sense. You know, didn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, uh, race swapping and gender swapping Iron Man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. Who is this broad? She didn't. She came out of nowhere. Um, 
Uh, is there anybody else that they fucking race swapped? Trying to remember? Uh, goddamn, I can't remember them all, but I can't remember them all, but yeah, man, I didn't need that shit. I didn't need a black Johnny Storm. I really didn't. You know, I was cool with white Johnny Storm. You know, <laughs> white Johnny Storm can stay. You know, I hope that I hope Marvel does it. I hope I really hope the MCU they don't do that shit. I really hope because like they could be because they could be on some goddamn uh, social justice warrior bullshit, some white guilt bullshit too, and make uh, Johnny Storm black too. Next thing you know, it's like the kid from fucking uh, Blackish <laughs> playing Johnny Storm. <laughs> You know, like they do some shit like that, or they can even make the Invisible Woman black. Everybody thinks is that everybody thinks it's gonna be Emily Blunt as uh, everybody thinks it's gonna be like Emily Blunt as uh, Invisible Woman, and it's uh, who's a hot who's a hot black actress? I can't even fucking think of it. Like they're just like fucking Zazie Beats or some shit. You know, let's <laughs> take a Zazie Beats. You know, like it's Zazie Beats is fucking the Invisible Woman now. You know. Like they could do some shit like that. Marvel, Marvel is not above that shit. They are not above. Oh, let's just go and race swap a character. They race swap Baron Mortal. I was cool with that. Make it Baron Mortal black. I'm not like it's it's cool. Make it Jimmy Olsen black. I didn't give a fuck. They made Perry White black. Didn't give a shit. Uh, Iris West is black. I don't really give a fuck. You know. You know. You know? You know, I don't really care. Like, they made Iris West black. I don't, I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> she's fucking Flash's girlfriend. Who gives a fuck? But, uh, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and then, like, they're, like, the race swapping, the race swapping Catwoman, you know. They're, you know, man. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. You know, but I don't need, I really don't need. A black Superman. I really don't. I don't care about that. You know, that's just can we just have characters that are black already and give them movies? You know, let's give Cyborg a movie. Let's give Vixen a movie. Let's, I was thinking about a, a, a character that's that's like Superman in black. Icon. Let's give Icon a movie. Icon and Rocket from Milestone Comics. Give them give them a movie. Like Icon is pretty much black Superman anyway, for uh for Milestone and DC. You know, like like just give Icon a movie. Are you afraid that nobody knows who the fuck Icon is? That didn't stop Marvel. You know, and that's the thing I hate about DC, man. DC does not like to take chances. They don't like to take chances at all, because that's what the MCU did. That's what Kevin Feige did over there at Marvel. He took chances. Nobody, nobody give a fuck about Iron Man before the Iron Man movie came out. <laughs> nobody cared. I'm gonna say like nobody gave a nobody gave a shit about seventy percent of the fucking characters that got movies in the MCU. Nobody gave a shit about Iron Man. Nobody really gave a shit about the Incredible Hulk. You know, I mean, like he's the most popular one. He's the most popular character that they had, man. His movie wasn't all that good. Let's be honest. They didn't give a shit about Captain America, Thor, the Guardians, uh, 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 um, uh, Black Panther, Ant-Man, Ant-Man got a movie, Ant-Man has two movies, bro, <laughs> Ant-Man has two movies, you know, like, there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of like misfit toys that Marvel took and made fucking popular and made movies out of them and people went to go fucking see them because it's not because it's not about the characters it's not about the characters it's about the quality of the goddamn movies like if you make quality movies people are gonna go fucking see them and that's what DC's not doing DC is not making quality shit no Batman versus Superman shit that shit was jumbled as fuck Justice League before the Snyder Cut jumbled as fuck even like the last like couple of minutes of the Snyder Cut is kind of a little whack uh you know uh but I was like man it still ain't that good you know there's a couple of Aquaman's okay like the three that I do like Aquaman the first Wonder Woman and Shazam those are the three that I do like but Suicide Squad oh Suicide Squad School Suicide Squad was a jumbled piece of shit you know they tried they tried to, to make the Suicide Squad popular but they made a shitty movie it wasn't quality and now they gotta try and uh do it again with the with the second Suicide Squad movie. I think this one's gonna be a little bit better because it's directed by James Gunn, and he's a guy that already did Guardians, so like he knows what it's like to make a dealer superhero team popular. So that's what they had to fucking do, you know. But that's why I say I'm like make characters make characters that nobody really sees uh make them popular you know like i would love to see an icon movie i love icon uh growing up like icon's fucking dope give him a give him a fucking movie i bet you blue marvel will get a movie you know (laughs) i bet you i bet any i bet you anything that blue marvel gets a movie before icon Blue Marvel is uh, is a Marvel superhero. He's kind of like a, a a a black Superman himself. You know, he's kind of he's kind of like that as well. I bet you Blue Marvel gets a movie before uh before uh Icon. I bet you. Uh, cause like, cause like, DC doesn't like to take risks like that. They, they, they just go stick with with everybody knows Batman, Superman. Oh, people know Wonder Woman. Oh, people know Aquaman. You know, like like, like they they trying to make this Flash movie. They trying to make a Green Lantern movie. You know, and that's all cool. But like, let me get a Plastic Man movie. Let me get a blue. Let me get a, a Blue Beetle movie. Let me get a let me get a Booster Gold movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Let me get a uh, let me get a fucking Swamp Thing movie. You know, let's do Swamp Thing. Let's do Teen. Let's do uh, Teen Titans now. You know, in live action. You know, let's do. Uh, they was gonna do New Gods, but then they canceled that. Uh, let's do fucking characters that nobody fucking knows now. You know, let's do characters like that. Let's do Z- let's do Zatanna. You know, let's do uh, Mr. Miracle. That would they probably would have been in the New Gods. You know, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. You know, you know, let's do let's do Birds of Prey properly. You know, let's do that shit right. You know, they they're afraid. They're just afraid to take risks. 
They're afraid to take the fucking risk. And the biggest risk they're doing, we don't even fucking want. Black Superman. Nobody wants that shit. Nobody care about that. That's all I'm saying. Nobody cares about Black Superman. Nobody wants Black Superman. It's already You already got black characters in your DC catalog. Uh, you got Black Lightning. You got Vixen. You got Icon and Rocket. You got Static Shock. You know, you got char- you got fucking black characters. You got black, you got uh, Green Lantern. You got Jon Stewart. You know, like, you got black characters in your fucking catalog that you can fucking make uh, movies out of. And you're not going to fucking do it because nobody knows them. You know, <laughs> you know, because nobody fucking knows them. But, yeah, man, I'm just saying, I'm like, this black Superman shit. I just feel like it's pandering. I just feel like... That's what I feel like. I feel like it's some fucking pandering-ass bullshit. You know, it's like, oh, we gotta give we gotta give something to black people. They're like, you wanna use one of our black characters? No, let's just make a uh, Superman black, you know? <laughs> it made no goddamn sense, man. It really doesn't. I'm like, I'm tired of... I'm just tired of all the pandering bullshit. From both companies. From all companies. You know, you ain't got the you ain't got the you ain't got to race swap a character to make me feel good. And you ain't doing it to make me feel good. You're doing it to make yourself feel good. That's what you're doing. But that's all I got to say about the black Superman shit. Moving on. I um watched a uh sitcom recently that debuted on Netflix. It's a sitcom called The Upshaws. It stars uh Mike Epps. Uh, Wanda Sykes and uh, Kim Fields. Uh, people don't know who Kim Fields is. She was a uh, Tootie on the Facts of Life. She was Ray Jean on uh, Living Single. You know, you know who Kim Fields is. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> like you should. But uh, she she's been on TV since she's been on TV forever. So like you should know who the fuck she is. For for younger people, you probably know her as uh, she was on uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> you know. What I mean? For younger people that don't know who she is, she's the she's the actress chick from uh, Real Housewives from Atlanta. So <laughs> that's probably that's how younger people probably know her as. But yeah, so uh, just uh, right now the the sitcoms like actually kicking ass on Netflix. It was number one on Netflix until uh, there's a new movie out called The Woman in the Window, which I haven't watched yet. I'll probably get around to watching that. And I'll probably talk about that next week. I don't know, but <laughs> I think it. Had, I think Amy Adams is in it. Yeah, there's a movie called The Woman in the Window uh, that came out. So that will probably that 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 took the number one spot because it was in the number one spot uh, for uh, for Netflix, and then like Woman in the Window took it, and now it's number two. So, uh, but yeah, man, sitcoms doing damn good uh, so far. And I'm be honest with you, like I enjoyed the show because <laughs> I remember actually, I remember actually watching the trailer for the show, and I was like, "Uh, this look like gonna be some corny ass, like fucking." It looked like a like the trailer makes it look like a fucking Tyler Perry sitcom. I thought it was gonna be like some fucking corny ass, like Tyler Perry shit, you know, like fucking House of Pain. What's the other one? Was it Meet the Browns? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is that what it's called? Meet the Browns? I thought it was gonna be on some fucking House of Pain, Meet the Browns shit, but it's not. It's actually pretty fucking good. It's actually, 
pretty fucking adult. And there's a there's another cause like cause like there's two other uh sitcoms on Netflix that are black. Uh cause you got uh what's that shit called? Uh, Family Reunion. That was uh Tia from Sister Sister. Uh I haven't watched an episode of that. I'm like it's it's something that didn't appeal to me. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know about all that shit. And plus it's in the kids section, cause like my uh, every time I like uh, fire up Netflix for my daughter. I got her like I got my daughter like a kid subscription to Netflix. You know, like they got the little kid uh, bubble that the kid only the kids could go to, and that's in there. And I'm like, okay, I definitely won't like that show. <laughs> I definitely won't like it. Uh, and then uh, recently, uh, Jamie Foxx had a, a sitcom on Netflix called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me, and I've been hearing terrible things about that. You know, I'm in hearing that it's not it's not that good. So I was very skeptical. <laughs> I was very skeptical about this Upshaw shit. This Upshaw this Upshaw show. And cause like I saw the trailer and I was like looking at the trailer and I was like, uh, this shit gonna be corny. This shit gonna be corny as fuck. But I was thinking, oh like I like Mike Epps. I like Wanda Sykes and I like Kim Fields. You know, I like all three of them. Like they're they're all serviceable. And I'm gonna give it a shot, you know. Like I was just like, I'm gonna give it a shot, cause like they're 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 all serviceable. You know, Mike Epps could be funny, Wanda Sykes could be funny and funny, and Kim Fields is not that bad of an actress. And like she's done the sitcom, she's done the sitcom shit before, you know. And she's re- she's really good at it. She knows how to she knows about she knows how to do sitcom timing. Like she's been doing it for like the past like forty years, so uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's how old she is. But uh, not nah, never, never mind. But uh, yeah, she's been doing it for like the past forty years, so she knows sitcom time, and she's a she's a fucking pro at it. So like, I'm not gonna worry about it. And like I said, Wanda Sykes, Mike Epps, they're funny. So I watched the show and I gave it a shot, and it 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 didn't. It, it, it trounced my expectations and more, you know, like, cause like, I thought this shit was going to be corny and it's not corny at all. It's very real. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this shit is real and raw. <laughs> it's a real, it's a, it's a fucking raw ass goddamn sitcom. Cause like, there's some episodes on here. There's some episodes on here that you're like, Oh shit. Um, cause Mike, has, like, cause Mike has plays, a uh a guy that owns a uh a, 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 a garage he like he, he he's, he's like a mechanic he fixes cars and uh he goes and like he has his wife played by Ken Fields and they have uh three kids together they have like two uh they have two girls they have like a teenage daughter and a uh like a, a a kid, like a little a little daughter, like she's like six years old, I think. And then they have like a adult son who's like I want to say I want to say motherfucker like twenty five. I want to say he's like twenty five. And and like they have those kids, but also Benny, uh, played by Mike Epps, that's his name, Benny. Benny has a child out of wedlock. He has a uh, child out of wedlock with another woman, and that kind of like puts a rift in 
the marriage, the Upshaw's marriage, you know, and Wanda Sykes is on the show. She plays Ken Fields' older sister, who's like, she's just this foul mouth. Like, she's really foul mouth on the show. <laughs> like, I didn't expect there to be so much cursing on the show. <laughs> it took me by surprise how much cursing on it. They say all the words. They say bitch, motherfucker, fuck. They say shit. You know, they say, they say all the words, uh, you know, so <laughs> they say all the goddamn words, uh, even the kids curse. So, uh, like even the kids, like they throw some, they throw some shit out there. They throw some curse words out there, curse words out there and shock me. Well, it's like, yeah, Benny has an outside kid and like, you kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, like put a rift on, uh, on, uh, him and his wife's marriage. So like, because like he's trying to be in that kid's life, who's also a who's also like a teenager. I think it was like I think it's kind of a thing where like uh, I think the teenage daughter and the son that he had they're kind of like close in age. So like that's when he kind of stepped out on his marriage around that time. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, they like they 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 go there. They touch on that. They touch on like fucking outside kids. They touch on uh um. There's a uh there's a there's an episode where uh Benny steals money from his wife. <laughs> you know, like they 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 fucking go there. Like there's they talk about homosexuality because like they, they, their oldest son is 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 gay. You know, like they touch on that. You know, like they they touch on a lot of shit. And it's not like so and like it's not like some episodic shit. Like the like the episode where uh like the episode where uh Biddy takes his wife's money that she's been saving up because she's been saving up to go back to school or take a test or something like that. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It's like so like she's been saving that money up and Benny takes that money out to fix his baby mama's car. That's what he does. And it's a it's a it's a really intense like scene when like uh the wife find, when uh, Ken Fields' character finds out that he took her money. It's really intense. And they don't they don't they don't they don't solve that right away. <laughs> they don't solve that issue right away. It's not like a oh I did something I'm I'm gonna give you I'm like I'm gonna give you a speech and I love you girl and I'm sorry and then like they back together like next episode. No. No, this this fucking that that shit lasts at least like four episodes. <laughs> you know? Where like, cause like she kicks him out, and then like it's like the next like four I want to say four or three episodes where he's just like trying to get back in her good graces. <laughs> you know, like he's just trying. Cause like you would think, oh yeah, the next episode he's gonna get back in the he's gonna get back in the house. They're gonna be back together, and there's gonna be some more fucking like oh sitcom shenanigans. No, 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 it, that doesn't happen. <laughs> that does not happen. <laughs> and like that shit lasts a good three episodes, good three or four episodes. I want to say, cause I think that this that that problem starts at episode six, cause it's only ten episodes. That problem starts in episode six. And from like seven, yeah, seven, eight, and nine, seven, eight, nine, and ten is like all about that, you know? Because like he's he's like he's he's out the house, he's sleeping, he's sleeping in his garage, he's doing, and then he tries to get back in the house, he gets back in the house one episode, and then she, 
and then he thinks he can like get back in the bed with her and she's like nah nah nigga you sleeping in the couch they even say nigga actually you know that's another word nigga like they throw that nigga around a lot too um that that n-word um but yeah man i was very i was very surprised by this show i was very surprised at how how like real real they go with this show even though it's like a it's not a it's not a uh what you might call it god damn it it's not a single camera camera sitcom it's a multi-camera sitcom you know where uh no multi-camera sitcoms are like uh, modern family and blackish right i'm trying to remember which ones are which you know (laughs) you know so the television lingo but it's like it's like a traditional sitcom it's like a a family matters or a martin you know you know in that in that type of uh in that type of like black sitcom vein you know it's it's like that you know like where there's like where there's like a live studio audience there's a live studio audience reacting and laughing and going ooh and all this shit you know like it's like it's it's one of those traditional sitcoms it's not like a blackish it's not like a modern family or an office where it's just like oh there's nobody here it's not like like not like one of those like a parks and recreations or a 30 rock or something like that where it's just like, oh, we're just gonna act, and there's no uh, studio audience to react. You know, like it's not like that. But it's good. It's a really good show. There's nothing else I can really fucking say about it. You know, like I, I, I highly recommend it. Check it out. I hope it comes back for a second season. I mean, like it's doing really well on Netflix. It's doing like damn well on Netflix. I think there was like even like an after show for it <laughs> that they did. I didn't watch it because I'm like I don't I don't really do shit like that. I'm not, cause like, you know how, uh, when Walking Dead was hot, <laughs> you know, how when, uh, Walking Dead was hot and they had the Talking Dead, I never stuck around for Talking Dead, you know, like, and they got like the After Buzz shows and all, watch what happens on Bravo after all those goddamn reality shows and shit. I've never been the dude that watches those shows, you know, cause I'm like, I just want to watch the show let the show breathe. I don't want to talk about the fucking show. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to. I don't want to see people talk about the show. I don't want to see people react to the show. I don't want to see actors re- the actors. I don't want to see the actors that are on the show react to the show. Cause I just want to see them as the characters. That's it. That's all I want. But yeah, man. I hope it gets a. I really hope it gets a second season because the show ends on a goddamn cliffhanger. <laughs> It ends on a goddamn cliffhanger. You're like, oh shit! Now I gotta wait till like probably next year, hopefully to see where this cliffhanger goes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but highly recommend the show. It's very good, very funny. It goes to places that I didn't think it would go. Very good show. I'll be back with my review for the Sixth Man right after these messages. Alright guys, welcome back to the show. The Sixth Man, 1997. Let's talk about how I saw the movie as a kid. I saw this movie randomly on cable. Uh, I do remember uh, actually wanting to see uh, the movie as a kid, but like it wasn't like a really like a priority. You know, it wasn't like one of those like, oh, I gotta drop everything. 
you know, like, I gotta drop everything I'm doing and go to the movies and go see the sixth man. No, 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 no. no it wasn't. It wasn't that. You know, like it was. It was just like eh, if I see it, I see it. If I don't, I don't. And when I did see it, I do remember thinking like, oh, this is a very colorful movie. You know, like I just remember just seeing like all the bright colors and shit like that. You know, and like, oh yeah, I think that's how I think. Oh yeah, I like this movie, but like you know, like I was also I was also eleven. You know, so when I saw this movie, so <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, or was I twelve? I think I saw it. Like I didn't see it initially when it came out. I think I saw it like randomly on cable. I think like maybe a year later. I think in like nineteen ninety eight. So I was like twelve. I was twelve. I was 12 years old when I saw it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, this, this is okay. It's colorful. Let's talk about uh, the production of this movie. Uh, this movie was directed by Randall Miller, who uh, also directed House Guest, actually. I don't know if I talked about that because I don't think that's when I, I, I don't think I was talking about who directed movies at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, but like he directed House Guest because I also reviewed House Guest. Go check it out. It's in the archives. And he directed Class Act, which is a movie I hadn't gotten to yet, but now I probably will in the, in the near future. Uh, another uh, fun fact about Randall Miller, he was uh, convicted of manslaughter in 2015. Hey, um, you know, <laughs> that's another fun fact about Randall Miller. What happened was, I believe he was filming a movie and I think his, his like what happened was like his camera assistant uh got got killed on the on, 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 on the set. I think they were like illegally filming somewhere actually. They were actually like illegally filming somewhere on like a railway or something. And uh I guess she got hit by a train. Like the the, the camera assistant got hit by a train. And so he got charged with the shit. He got charged with uh involuntary manslaughter. And, excuse me, and he uh, got sentenced to 10 years in prison, but he only served two. That's the thing, he only served two, and he had to pay like a $20,000 fine. That's what happened. So, uh, yeah, he has a criminal record. Uh, That happened. The script was written by uh, (laughs) Christopher Reed and Cynthia Carl. Don't know them. The movie got a Rotten Tomato score of 23%, which, you know, the, 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 the type of movie this is, it, that's, that's okay. The movie had a budget of $11 million and it brought in $14 million at the box office, so this is practically a bomb. But I just want to say, uh, I can't believe I'm defending this movie, but to his defense, came out in March and March in 1997 was very different than what March is now or what March went on to become to be because now because really now you could put out a movie at any time and it could be a blockbuster because there used to be a time where like it actually mattered when you put a movie out it was like put a movie out because at first it was like as long as I've been alive anyway. I don't know what it was like before I was alive. It was like, you put a movie out in June to uh, uh, September. Like, cutoff point was September. 
you know, like from June through August, that was summer movie. Summer movie blockbusters was the thing. And like June, June through August is when everybody was going to go see the movies because kids is out. You know, I think like work is a little bit lighter. You know, everybody's like going, like people taking their kids on on vacations and all this other shit. Kids going to summer camp and all this stuff. And so everybody wants to go and see a movie. It's hot. Everybody wants to sit in a cool movie theater, you know, and all of that. And then, like, it was uh, uh, October to December. You could put a movie out and it would do good. But back in the day, it was like, you don't put a movie out in January. You don't put a movie out in uh, February. You don't put a movie out in March. It used to be April as well, but like that 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 summer movie season started moving up to April. It was like, oh yeah, April is summer movie season. But it was like, nigga, we still in spring. So, but but they were like, nah, it's summer movie season. So like it was that, and then like it started just being you know January, February, March. You don't put a movie out if you want your movie to do well. You don't put your movie out there because uh, like it's not gonna do well. Uh, and then it was like September, September, you don't put a movie, like, you don't put a movie out at, like, towards the end of August to September, because kids are going back to school, but, like, you got October for horror movies, horror movies do, horror movies do gangbusters, they do well in October, you put a movie out like that, and then you put, like, holiday movies, and, like, movies that you want for Oscar contention out in, like, November and December, like so like your movie going your movie's going to do well in November and December cuz like there's holidays you know kids are going to be out of school kids are going to be out of school again and then like you're like you're going to have relatives you're like oh let's go to the movies or christmas or thanksgiving you know like but back in the day it wasn't back in the day cuz like it started memorial day weekend cuz in may and then it just started moving towards April, where it was like, let's do something for Easter as well. And then you got March, February, and uh, January. And it was like, back in the day, it was like, that was a no-no. You don't put a movie out. And then a little movie called Deadpool came out, you know, <laughs> and changed all of that shit, you know, where it was like, yeah, let's put a movie out in February, you know, and then... Moves in March started doing good, you know. Like for example, like Kong Skull, Kong Skull Island made a gang of money in March, you know. So like you started putting movies out in March, and now it's starting to be January because uh, uh, recently Bad Boys for Life did good in January, you know. So like that, that made money in January. So like you could you can technically literally put a movie out at any time right now and it would do well you could put a movie out in september i think it like even like you could put a movie out in september now and it'll do well you know because people just want to see movies now they don't care what time it is or nothing it's just like we just want to see a movie you know <laughs> and if it's good we are gonna go fucking see it that's it you know <laughs> that's how it is it don't matter when that movie's coming out i like September is still the end of August to September is still kind of a death slot, uh, kinda. Cause I'm trying to think, 
I'm trying to think of a movie that is done well at the end of August going into September. I don't, I, I'm, off the top of my head right now, I can't think of a movie that's done good in September. September is usually, I think that's like the only, uh, I think that's like the only uh, slot. That's the only slot where, that's the only month where movies don't do well. You know, I think you got Shang-Chi coming out this September. That might change everything. You know, <laughs> like, I think Shang-Chi is coming out in uh, September. And that might change it out because like Marvel, because Marvel, shit, Marvel could put a movie out anytime they want to. And like people are going to go fucking see it. You know, <laughs> it could be anytime. It was like, we put a movie out on Arbor Day. It was like, it's, it's an Arbor Day smash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't give a, they don't, they really don't give a fuck. Cause it was just like Marvel, go see it. When's it coming out? Does it even matter? You know, <laughs> go see, <it>. you know, <laughs> but yeah. But back then, but back then, March was not a good time to put a movie out in uh, 1997. Let's talk about the plot now of this movie as I'm going over the schematics of fucking how movies work. But uh, anyway, (laughs) let's talk about the plot. The movie follows uh, brothers Kenny and Antoine Tyler. They're played by uh, Marlon Wayans and uh, Kadeem Hardison who play basketball for the University of Washington. Uh, and Antoine dies of a heart attack on the court, but he eventually comes back as a ghost to help the team win. Uh, let's talk about this goddamn movie. Goddamn. Um, I got a rule when I review movies on this show. That is, if I have to watch it twice it's boring this movie falls into that category (laughs) this movie is a big sleeper fest man it's if all i got to say is like if you having trouble if you having trouble falling asleep put this movie on it'll help you fall right to sleep uh It'll help you fall right to sleep because nothing interesting happens throughout this whole goddamn movie. Like, the only interesting thing that happens is Antoine's death because there's some stakes to it. It's like, oh, wow, uh, he died, and that's it, pretty much. It was like, you know, like, that's it. But, like, other than that, it's like this is like any other paint-by-numbers sports movie you like you have the main boring lead which is uh marlon wayans who's just fucking he's just fucking sleepwalking throughout this whole movie he's like sleepwalking he's just like walking through it just not just not giving a damn you know (laughs) he's just like this is just a paycheck for him man he's like i can go i can go make me another movie with my brothers you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is just a paycheck for me. There was a time in like the late '90s where like they were just putting Marlon Wayans and everything, and like he was just getting a paycheck, you know? Because there was a point, there was like actually a point where he was supposed to be Robin in uh in like the uh in like the '90s Batman movies. I think they signed him for Batman Returns. He didn't do it. Then I think they were gonna bring him back for Batman Forever. 
They're gonna bring back for Batman Forever. He got paid for it. He, they, I think they said they, you think he said they put him in a suit, the same dude suit that Chris O'Donnell wear, wore. Uh, they put him in that suit. Uh, they fitted him and everything. He got he was he was actually in the Robin costume, and they decided not to use him, and then they cast uh, Chris o, Chris O'Donnell, but he still got paid because he was Robin for <laughs> for a little bit, and like he just fucking cashed a check pretty much. You know, like there was a time when like, and there's nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of people. I know, I know a lot of people uh, just shit on that. It's like people are just like, man, you just in this movie for the paycheck. It's like, motherfucker got to pay his bills somehow. You know, like, motherfucker got to gotta support his family. You know, like, you know, like, he's like, this is a job, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like that uh, story that uh, John Singleton uh, told when he was working on uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Where, like, he saw uh, Lawrence Fishburne there. Lawrence Fishburne was uh, Cowboy Curtis on uh, Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse. And uh, I think, like, John Singleton was, like, a gripper or a best boy or something like that. And he said he saw, uh, he saw, uh, Lawrence Fishburne there. And he was like, damn, Lawrence Fishburne. I think Lawrence Fishburne had just came off of doing school days. And, like, he was, like, he was in Apocalypse Now. He was in, like, a bunch of things. And I think that was, like, the two things that he mentioned. He was like, damn, Lawrence, what you doing here? And he said, you were in Apocalypse Now. You were in, uh, you were in school days. What the fuck are you doing here? And, <laughs> and Lawrence said, working, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm That's what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> You're like, they can't all be classics. Shit. You know <laughs> And I love that. And like, I, and that's when I kind of, I, I kind of stop judging. I kind of stop judging actors for what they do for money. You know, because even look at a guy like Robert De Niro. You look at a guy like Robert De Niro. He's doing all these shitty movies. He's doing all these crappy ass movies. But he's got an ex-wife to support, and he's got kids, and he's got grandkids. You know, like he's got a whole he's got a whole family that looks up to him. You know, like he's got a he's got an ex-wife that has a fucking like fantabulous lifestyle that I've read, you know. <laughs> so he has to pay her. You know, and like then he has grandkids and he has kids, you know, like I think he still has like kids that he has to take care of that are like still like under the age of 18, you know. So like he has to he has to take care of them. And he has, and then, like I said, he has grandkids. He probably wants to spoil, you know, like, so he's, so like, he's, he's just going to be doing movies. He's going to be doing movies that people don't like, you know, like he's going to be doing movies like that. And that's just, that's just the, that's just the uh, the bottom line of it. Like sometimes you just do movies for the check. You know, sometimes you just do TV shows for the check. That's just what it is. Like that's just what it is. And uh, so, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like judge Marlon Wayans for being in the paycheck, uh, being in the paycheck era of his career. You know. <laughs> 
I won't ju- I won't judge anybody for being in the paycheck era of their career anymore. I used to do that when I was younger. I was like, man, why is this, why is this motherfucker doing this movie? He's too good for this. But I was like, oh, now I'm like, oh, this motherfucker probably has a fucking mortgage to pay or <laughs> some shit like that. <laughs> it's like with a fucking Michael Caine, like when Michael Caine did Jaws the Revenge, he was like, he didn't do that for art. He did that to fucking pay his fucking mortgage. You know? <laughs> I think he even said that. He said, Jaws the Revenge paid for my mortgage. That's what he said. Because <laughs> sometimes it's not for the art. Sometimes this shit is just work. You know what I'm saying? And we have to respect actors for that. Just for getting their money. Getting their goddamn paper. You know, sometimes you just got to do that. And like, like I said, not going to shit on Marlon Wayans for doing dumb things for money. For doing paycheck movies. You know, I'm not going to shit on anybody for doing a fucking paycheck movie ever again. Because, like I said, I used to do that. Not doing it anymore. But now I'm running in circles. Okay, but, yeah, but, like, yeah, he's just sleepwalking through this movie. He's just doing this movie for the paycheck. Um, you have, like, you have, like, the run-of-the-mill quirky teammates. You know, you know, you got, like, the fucking the dumb big guy. You know, all this shit. You know, just all your run-of-the-mill like quirky teammate characters speaking of teammate characters this is also the third wayans movie in a row that i've reviewed with chris spencer in it because <laughs> chris spencer chris spencer's in a low down dirty shame he's like the cop that uh gives uh keenan ivory wayans character the file at the beginning of the movie that like the kind of like the tail tail in beginning of the movie you know like it's like when they're getting really getting into the movie he's in that part and like um keenan gives him the 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 tickets you know (laughs) he's like like, garrett coleman and mr bojangles what the fuck you know like that's chris spencer he's also like the positive brother in uh don't be a menace you know so like that's chris spencer i I can see how you can be in all these movies, probably really close to the Wayans family, you know, they're all, they're all in the same business, you know, they do, they all do, like, stand-up comedy, and they're probably like, yo, man, Chris Spencer, that's my boy, let's put him in some movies, man, you know, so, like, they, they looking out for their boy, you know, so, like, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna fucking judge him for that, that this is, like, the third movie I've seen him in, the next movie, I know I'm not gonna see him in, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't even know if he was in the business at this time, but uh, I'll tell you guys what movie I'm doing after. You know, I always tell you guys what movie I'm doing after this. But um, yeah, just I was just pointing that out. There. I was like, I was looking at, it, I was like, God damn, Chris Spencer is in this too. You know, so I was like, fuck. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, you like. Like I said, you got all these fucking characters. You got uh, you you got the supportive coach played by uh, David Paymer. You know the coach is just like, I'm worried about you. You're gonna throw your career away for blah 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 bullshit bullshit bullshit. You know you know you got that guy, and you also have the boring love interest, who you know is the love interest because she's the only woman in the goddamn movie. And that has the pleasure of being played by Michael Michelle. Yes, there's a woman. It's a woman named Michael Michelle, which I mean, like, like she's pretty, you know, she's a pretty woman. She's a beautiful woman. But I'll get to I'll get to her later. I'll get to more of her later. 
the acting in this movie is so mid-level. You know, like the the worst the worst actors in this movie are the teammates. Like the teammates are the worst actors because like all they do, because they really ain't got lines. They got lines, but they don't execute them right. And they're mostly there to make like fucking just like these stupid reaction faces uh, to whatever uh, Kadeem uh, Hardison's character does, who's a who's a ghost. So like they just react to whatever Kadeem Hardison does. <laughs> you like, ooh, 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 what? I wish I wish this fucking podcast was video so I could show you guys all the fucking faces they make. There's just the dumbest fucking faces. But like, yeah, they're, they're the worst. Uh, Marlon Wayans and Michael Michelle have no chemistry at all. I was like, Marlon Marlon Wayans has more chemistry with Kadeem Hardison than he does with Michael Michelle. I mean, like, cause like they're supposed to kiss at the end. There's a, they, they got like a kissing scene at the end where like, he's like, Oh, I finally got the girl and he fucking kisses her. And there was no feeling in that goddamn kiss. It was like, <laughs> it was like, they didn't even want to fucking kiss each other. Honestly. It was like, there was no, there was no chemistry there. Uh, <laughs> speaking of chemistry, uh, there was, there was this, like, one bald dude, one of his teammates was, like, this one, like, tall, black, bald dude, and, like, he's always touching on Marlon throughout the whole film, <laughs> it's like, he's like, he's like, he's always, like, grabbing Marlon, he's like, he like, on some fucking, like, it's like some fucking homo thug shit, you know, <laughs> you know, like, how homo thugs be, like, holding each other and shit. <laughs> I was like, this nigga was on, this nigga was on a fucking homo thug tip, and I was like, yo, man, it's kind of uncomfortable, but, uh, just come out, dude, just say you're gay, you know, (laughs) it's okay, say you're gay, that's it, that's all you got to do, but, uh, uh, speaking of Kadeem Hardison, uh, let's talk about Kadeem Hardison, Kadeem Hardison was very over the top in this movie, it's nothing against Kadeem Hardison, because I, I like Kadeem Hardison. I like Kadeem Hardison as an actor. I always feel, I always felt like he, I always felt like he should have been bigger than what he was, but he, he overdoes it here. Like he really overdoes it in this role. Like he's, he's doing fucking Joker acting here. And like I said, like I said, like I always felt cause like Kadeem Hardison, every time I see Kadeem Hardison in a movie, Every time I see Kadeem Hardison and stuff, and I was like, dude, that dude should have been bigger. That dude should have been bigger than what he was. And like, hot take of the hot take of the episode, everybody. Hot take of the episode. I always thought that Will Smith took Kadeem Hardison's career. <laughs> I know, I know you're like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's, that's why I call it a hot take. Cause it's just like something you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I always thought that Will Smith took Kadeem Hardison's career because they're very similar in personality, very fucking similar. They're very, they're very kind of like these like too too cool for school, uh, like but kind of silly guys. They could be serious too, you know. They're they're both those type of guys, you know, they always want, they're always like, you know, like, they try to be cool and shit, you know, like, they're, they're both those type of guys, and, like, I've always felt that 
Will Smith took Kadeem Hardison's career. I don't know what Kadeem Hardison wouldn't do in order to be where Will Smith is, but obviously Will Smith was willing to do that, you know, <laughs> in order to go to the heights that Kadeem Hardison didn't. Cause like I, cause like I always look at, I always look at Will Smith, and I was like, dude, I'm like that should be Kadeem Hardison, you know, Kadeem Hardison should have been Will Smith, Kadeem Hardison should have been in Bad Boys, Kadeem Hardison should have been in Independence Day, Kadeem Hardison should have been an Enemy of the State, you know, like even fucking Wild Wild West, you know, we all got our bombs, we all got our, we all got our paycheck uh, movies that we do, um, you know, like Kadeem Hardison should have been in all that shit, you know. And I'm looking at Will Smith, and he's a much better actor than Will. Much better actor than Will. Will's been fucking conning us for like the last 30 fucking years that said that he could fucking act. You know, (laughs) he's really not that. You look back at his movie, he's really not that good of a fucking actor. He's really not. Kadeem Hardison would act circles around this motherfucker. He really would. He's really that damn good. But yeah, man, I always thought that. But overall, there's not much to talk about with this movie. Like, I thought this movie was very dull. Only laughed once, and I forgot what the fuck I laughed at. You know, <laughs> honestly, it was something that made me laugh in this movie, and it was the only laugh that this movie gave me. And I forgot what it was already. I forgot what it was. But overall, I give this movie a two out of five that's my score for that it's not it's not bad but it's not good either it's just mid-level it's like it's very fucking mid so two out of five join me next week when i talk about 1988's i'm gonna get you sucker until next time peace